0: to how to win the lottery internet module we had to remove this post by hannah brevots i did the research watched one youtube video if the guy who introduced her in this interview said her name wrong i apologize blame him don't blame me
1: she didn't correct him in the interview though correct didn't
0: listen that long heard him say it x oh
1: so you did about half of the work okay more work than i did I'm, did You 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 looked at the wiki, though. I did look at the wiki. You, mm-hmm. did, you did my job. Would you've never done.
0: <laughs> I've assigned this job to you. You have never once done it. I'm Joey Lewandowski. Uh, it's your boy Shreds. Shreds is back, I told you, this week, which is now a couple months ago as this comes out, that Sarah of Illuminati Hotties signs her blog post, Forever in Shred.
1: What do you think of that? I love it. It's great. Yeah, we can all... Like, I think shredding is something that can bring everyone together, whether shredding be shredding on the on the guitar Mm -hmm. uh, like skateboarding or Mm -hmm. you know surfing in some contexts what about paper shredding how do you feel about that annoying annoying loud noise that gets in my ears also unnecessary uh if you got documents don't hide your shit
0: when i worked at best buy they one of the things like they just they sold like five or six different shredders and they put them in the computer section because like i guess that's where like it also doubles as home office and people like what's the difference between these shredders i'm like the more expensive ones do a better job. Like, there's no difference. Like, if you want like a yeah. thing that will shred one paper at a time, buy the cheap one. If you want like to not hate the thing, spend the money on the thing. Like, that's all mm-hmm. you need to know.
1: Yeah, it's like, look, if if you're part of the American consulate hiding out at the Canadian consulate in during the Iranian Revolution, like people are still going to reassemble those documents and you're still going to get found out. What was it in the
0: Americans? What's what in the last? Well, that, that of was years... from Argo. Well, there was something that I remember, like people taping together. Is that a, is that Argo? Maybe just like is, you see people. I think
1: mean, that definitely happened in Argo. That's okay. what I was referring to. Did I see Argo on a plane? Man, I don't care. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs>
0: Let's get back on track, Bob. Shreds? Sorry, Shreds. What is we had to remove this post about?
1: Hold on, Bob Shreds is a really funny like name. That's like the name of someone who you owns. You can go a by lawnmower. Bob Shreds. No, I'm not going to go by Bob Shreds. But Bob Shreds is like the name of a lawn mowing company.
0: Longtime <laughs> listeners will know that your voice has not changed, but your name has changed a handful of times. Yeah, so my
1: voice has changed too. I'm, I've, I've. I like to think that I've become a man during this podcast.
0: You put away childish things. Yep. And you are a man now. Uh huh. What is We Had to Remove This Post by Hannah votes about?
1: Uh, it's about um, one person who is a content moderator in a group of content moderators. Uh, a content moderator being someone that analyzes to determine what is acceptable on a platform like Twitter or Facebook or uh, whatever, and uh, determine whether or not it's violent or... If it violates content policies. Yeah, if it violates content policies. Um, it's about one person as part of a group of, of people who do this job, and it's framed using the sort of arc of one romantic relationship. And it's kind of as told to a lawyer. As told to a lawyer. Which we
0: don't necessarily know why. I mean, we can. there's a couple different things it could possibly uh-huh. be, but... Uh, yeah. So this is the the wiki is very short. but It's the first of Burvo's work to be published in English, translated by a woman named Emma Ralt. Uh, Burvotes has seven novels. She also written screenplays and other short stories or whatever.
1: That's awesome. I, I want to like, yeah shout out here to to literature and translation because like it's
0: done a, a couple on the podcast. Yeah,
1: it's it's important to like step outside your backyard a little bit. If you, if you're only ever reading literature that was originally written in English, you're only getting like hyper specific. Worldview and like, uh, you know, I'd love to do more like African literature or Asian literature outside of Japan, which tends to be what gets translated mm-hmm. in- into English. Um, like, my a, a long term dream of mine is to have a publishing house that just does that. Um, but I have no concept of how to do that because i have no concept of how to determine what's quality and what's not in languages that i don't speak to 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 publish that work so you know some 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 hoops to jump through but uh a dream to be sure
0: her this this not novella because wiki class it's like 150 ish pages um it's been translated in 13 languages which seems pretty impressive too. Awesome. not yeah. just english but you know because mm-hmm. she's a dutch writer dutch woman uh so i guess she's writing in dutch that's a language right
1: I'm gonna leave you hanging out to dry on this one. Very
0: cool. <laughs> I think so. I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel good about going to the bank with that one. Got the thumbs up. Cool. Uh they work at a, they work for a company called Hexa, who was a subcontractor for an unnamed social media platform. It's a very quick read. Again, there's a couple toward the end of this that I think have been quick reads. Did you enjoy this overall?
1: Yeah, I, I I wanna say about about it being a quick read, and this is like an issue that I have with novellas in general, is that when I finish a novella, especially if it's a novella that I really liked I have to straddle this line between I wish there were a 200 more pages of this, and they gave me exactly enough, and and I'm glad that it ended there because had it stretched, it would have like sapped some of the mysteries mm-hmm. of of the novel. It's like when you read or or like when you watch a TV show and there's a character on it that's great, and then like the next season starts and it's like they're in the main credits and you're just like, fuck, they're gonna overuse this character like, and I'm not yeah. gonna love them anymore.
0: What this, what what the thing is about really is the way that like social media platforms are kind of ruining the world in a way, in in ways both obvious and less obvious. Um, very appropriately timed as we're reading this, because Twitter was just purchased. Facebook in the last couple of months has lost eight hundred billion dollars in valuation. Like there's very tumultuous times right now for social media platforms. Yeah, I love that Elon Musk bought Twitter
1: because like it's it's like the best of. All worlds is that Elon Musk loses an unbelievable amount of money and Twitter gets destroyed simultaneously.
0: Well, people are like, oh, I guess Twitter is crumbling now. It's like, well, Twitter's been bad for like, it's it's been weird. Like, it's, I think it's a very useful, helpful tool. I was talking to somebody about this um, because he was sending me like posts of like, you know, like the crazy uh Right wing or extremist or whatever people Being like thanks Elon Musk for Free speech and saying something like horrific And I'm
1: like slur city over there I'm like
0: there it's so easy But people don't do it to just like Not even like echo chamber yourself But just like get rid of things you don't want to see Like I I don't Follow certain friends I'm just like I don't I'm not like What you're putting on Twitter like I don't want to Participate in Um,
1: Name those friends
0: uh, We got my friend Bob Real monster (laughs) Uh, no, but I think like, but people don't take the time. Like people are just like scrolling. If you're on the app, it's like your friend like this This is a suggested post or whatever. Like if there there's ways to, I think safely might be the wrong word, but use any social media platform in a way that like isolates you from like the, the bad stuff. I just don't think that people know or care or understand, or I also think people want to see the stuff that draws. Drives, drives uh, yeah, crazy. I
1: mean, the reason w- that's the re- the reason why I left um, almost all social media is because I was like spending a lot of time like going to people's Facebook pages that I wasn't even friends mm-hmm. with, that I, like, like I went to high school or whatever, I saw them popping up in the comments section telling people about how, like, COVID was fake, and I would, like, go to their website and just, like, read yep. their page for, like, an hour and be like, oh, like, I hate this. I don't, like, every everything about this is bad for my mental health, and I'm just, like, scrolling endlessly on it, and it made me feel, uh, like, pretty shitty.
0: There's a couple of places that I, like, I don't go to for comments, but I know that if I scroll down far enough, I will see the comments, and they're all, like, horrific like and i I think it's just i think it's part of the thing but you know if you're watching a uh let's just say a a stream an nfl football stream on sundays uh that you might not you maybe shouldn't have access to but there are ways to watch football games on sundays there are comment pages like comment chap like chat boxes that's just like literally 100 percent has a slur or vulgar like it's just like it's just a breeding ground like it feels like i think it is probably an act but it's just like i don't even want to see that yeah i mean but, like I, you, you have like things that you're interacting with and not even like just like you know sort of like cracked websites or whatever but like there's just so much shit out there that like if you want to be a, a, a amygdala kind of troll online there's places for you to be but if you want to avoid that it's also easy you just have to like be vigilant. but i mean i
1: you know this is something i may have i may have talked about this before because it, it like uh was shocking me when it happened partially because I'm like a guy that has, it's pretty insul, like can be very easily insulated from the different prejudices in the world if I choose to be. But when I was in college, uh, one of my, uh, one of my roommates got, like, heavily into Call of Duty, and he was playing Call of Duty, like, the the interactive thing where you're playing with other people. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, looking at the usernames, and mm-hmm. so many of the usernames just had racial slurs in them. And I was just like, I don't, like, what is this? Right. Where are these kids even, like, where are they coming from? Where does, like, the pleasure come from doing that? And it was, like, it was just, like, fairly fairly shocking to me.
0: And so I think that there, I mean, there, what, what this novella covers is not new ground like i don't think people are out there like oh my god i can't believe that people have to actually maybe people are but well, I th- no, I don't,
1: yeah i think it i think it does because it it, it like reimagines well i wasn't saying that like as a negative but go yeah, ahead, yeah. Go ahead. It, it it reimagines the long-term exposure to extreme content the worst parts of the internet but like reframes it in uh like a a marxist context because these people are being are you you, go one episode (laughs) well listen because like it reminded me in some ways of the show severance because it's like these people are at work and they're like clicking through they're trying to meet their their uh quota quota they're trying to get to 97 uh success rate of of getting rid of these Uh, Images, But, like, in in doing so, they also have to, like, tacitly approve other images that they might not actually approve of. So it's like there's this, like, gut-churning feeling all throughout that it's like, you know, you don't have the power to say this is bad. You only have the power to say... This is allowed under the terms of agreement,
0: right? Because like they detail things like throwing a cat out the window. It's like, well, do you see the cat land? Is there blood? Is it done for comedic effect? Is it this? Is it that? What like all like, and that's just like one of the like more gentle versions. But yeah, the, the
1: the the version of that that like made me um, think a lot was the one where it's like this guy is playing with two dead cats. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that doesn't violate terms of service, even though another post that got, you saw him kill kill those cats. And it's like, this is exactly how I'm sure that you have witnessed it for years um, on Twitter or whatever. Um, This is exactly how you have people who are saying something that is clearly threatening, clearly like racially motivated hatred and you have a moderator responding to someone saying, like, I'm sorry, but that post actually doesn't violate, right. like, our specific terms of agreement. And so we have to let that post remain.
0: I think that there is something, and again, I don't know how widespread, like, how how known this is, but it, it's not news to me that this type of job is, like, the most, like, the the churn rate or, like, the, the turnover rate is astronomical. Um, yeah. Same thing with, like, you know, it, like, there's also, it's it's similar, but it's different, but, like, porn moderation. Like, anything that's just, like, oh, like, there's, like, a breeding ground for potential, like, real bad stuff. uh People just get burnt out, like, in, in a matter of days, if not, you know, like, maybe not even last weeks right? Like, this seems like they're there for kind of a while, but, like, it's just, you either become, I guess, immune to it or, like, it, it breaks you. Well, there's
1: also that moment where they're, like, you know, they have to do 500 posts a day, and there's a moment in there where it's, like... Okay, so the spam and porn is now being shipped to a a different company, and you guys are just on violence duty. So it is, like, all day, it's, like, 500 posts of violence. Well, because
0: they were saying that the other thing was that, like, the 500 quota is insanely difficult to get through, but, like, the porn was easy. Just like, oh, like, we see genitalia, like, easy, no, like, it's just, like, a quick, like, and again, seeing that kind of stuff all day, you know, being forced to see it or whatever is going to hurt you. Mentally, physically, whatever. But it's like an easy, just like, oh, I see P and V, bam. But like, mm-hmm. if you're like, I don't know if this is actually like, if this is like a clip from a movie, like just like the whatever. Yes, it's awful. Um, the thing that this reminded me of while reading it was Dave Eggers' The Circle. I think
1: I think that's a natural conclusion, which to, is a to, book to, to
0: come to that I hate uh-huh. and a movie that I hate for different reasons. Uh-huh. But it's also like five or six hundred pages long. Yeah. But the whole like meeting the quota and being like, "Gosh, isn't Twitter bad? Like, isn't the circle bad?" It's just like, yeah, we get it. But I feel like what Hannah Burvitz does well is she doesn't like. It's just like, like like we're starting at the point where like this is bad. Where Dave Eggers is like, technology sure is great. Like the Emma Watson character, I don't remember her like the in the book, but just like you know, she's like so like I can't believe I get to work here. Like, this is my dream. Like here, just like no, this is this is bad. Well, the di- the
1: difference I think is from someone who is like. Eggers, I, I mean, I'm on record as being a fan. I, I, I like his books quite a bit. I, I, many of them,
0: but the circle stinks.
1: The circle stinks, and the reason why I think the circle stinks is because like that dude doesn't like the internet, right. and he doesn't. I don't think understand the internet very well. In spite of in spite of McSweeney's Internet Tendency being like a phenomenal success, but that McSweeney's Internet Tendency being a phenomenal success is basically porting a certain kind of like magazine based mm-hmm. humor over onto like an internet. Website right. and th- that humor really. I haven't heard anybody talk about McSweeney's in, in in a decade, and and so like that humor is like pretty pretty old and right. stale at this point.
0: But I think like I don't think there's a difference. Like I also think that if I'm you know again maybe separating the art from the artist or whatever, and like you know author intent, like it, it feels like Hanover also doesn't like the internet, but it feels like she understands it.
1: Well, also I think um, I think it also helps that the drama of this book is framed through the arc of a romantic relationship right? right? that doesn't like, it's like, that's the story. The other stuff is, is like what informs what happens to right. that story. So it's not like, you know, whatever judgment is cast is cast like through action. It's doing the, the very like grad school writing thing of showing instead of telling. Whereas like Eggers is like writing a polemic. He's He's like out there, like, this is. I'm going to tell you my opinion about the internet, and then you're going and you're going to listen. I've got you for 600 pages. Here's my opinion. Whereas she's like, I think looking at it from the perspective of like, look at what it's doing to this relationship. Mm-hmm. This relationship is the story.
0: And also, the like, it's not just the central relationship. It's like the it's the friends circle. So Kaylee is the main character. She was dating a girl named Yena, Y-E-N-A, who like seemed like a gold digger. Like she's described briefly as a gold digger and she's kind of around or whatever. But then there's this new woman, Sigrid, who also works for, H- for Hexa, who seems like good and seems like a good fit for Kaylee and seems like a good person. Yeah,
1: is kooky in a kind of hippie way where she's like trying to get her to meditate and eat certain mm-hmm. uh foods probably like is maybe a little annoying about that stuff and the sure. way that people are sometimes annoying about that stuff but an, a, like not annoying in an actionable way annoying no. in a way where you're just like yeah that's who she is like yes yeah, so i'm sure it might like irk you sometimes but like who cares like those things are all also part of her being a good person because she's like suggesting them because she thinks it might legitimately help you with your gut bacteria or, right. or something like that
0: and i think what's interesting and it's it's going to be two episodes ago as we release it, but we just talked about the last episode we recorded was things have gotten worse <laughs> since we last spoke, and there is kind of like the the Marxism there that like Kaylee is working this job because like explicitly because it pays her well, which I guess is probably she's, why got she's, she's got a lot of debt. She's got a lot of debt. Yes, and I, I you know I feel like there's like the master drudge, but it's not like like the relationship is not that dynamic. It's like the the master in this is the internet. It's it's Hexa, and so there's like not the skewed relationship dynamic it's like these two are kind of in it together even though it seems like sigrid's like better off Mm -hmm. so then when sigrid changes it's like sort of double i mean i think kaylee's also changing but like we're hearing from her perspective so like she seems more kind of level-headed
1: we're also actually i i'm not sure that sigrid does change i think sigrid you think uh, she
0: like always sort of believed in conspiracy theories and stuff Yeah,
1: maybe i mean well i don't know that that, that's the thing like this book kind of Leaves it open to interpretation whether or not uh, is his name Kyo. Yeah, I don't
0: know. It's Kyo. I don't know how to pronounce it. But yeah.
1: uh, Kyo and and Sigrid. Whether or not there were always these people who had mm-hmm. beliefs, or or were were people who who like the space where belief would normally be was a blank spot, mm-hmm. and then the the long term exposure to various things right. like being pumped through their brains and them having to. ...act as censors for various things, and then the explicit not-censorship of things like Flat Earth implies the correctness of those things Mm -hmm. and so the implied correctness of it leaves them to think well there are some good points about this let's not dismiss it out of hand and then when you start to think well there are some good points about this let's not dismiss it out of hand that opens you up to much more insidious
0: because i guess i guess yeah there's a chance like i was sort of reading as like being there changed her but it but it also came at the time when like cap and hood or whatever like there's the way she was describing these two new guys or whatever like them being introduced to this to the group i don't know i almost said the circle but not the circle the circle but just the group outside on the smoke break or whatever it feels like Sigrid's like oh i know that my girlfriend doesn't care about this but these guys get it so like i can talk more freely about it
1: yeah and she's and and like kyo when when they're on the bus kyo has that like fancy watch that's like uh signifier that he's like interested in in the flat earth society and uh like sigrid doesn't want to dismiss that like right away we don't actually get to hear her point because kaylee interrupts her which is like a problem with their relationship that kaylee is always interrupting and undermining her and assuming that she knows what sigrid is going to say uh and that what she's going to say is perhaps not very intelligent etc etc
0: and i think what's really smart i think it's what you mentioned before but like there are interesting things in this where, like, they see a guy they think is going to jump off the roof of the building next door. And they're like, we don't know what to do. And, like, you hear Kaylee describing us, like, well, if he lands, we see the body. Like, we couldn't – like if, if someone was filming this, whatever. And, like, you can see, like, how it's warping. But, like, that's not the only thing it is. I feel like if that was the circle, there would be, like, 150 pages of, like, only that. But, like, we kind of get away from that because, like, not only is the guy not jumping, but He's not even considering jumping. He's, he's a fixing the roof. Yeah. yeah, But I think it's it's nice that we're able to, like – See how it's impacting them in these small examples, but the greater story here, greater, just bigger, is the crumbling relationship or the shifting relationship
1: yeah, it's and and it touches on like,, you know, sort of the arc of of how. Uh, I hate to keep on saying Twitter. Twitter. Tw- let's let's act as tw- Twitter's a stand-in for. I was for I was on different... more the
0: impression that this was Facebook than Twitter, or, but like or the same Reddit. thing. Yeah. It could be it could be Reddit sure. too.
1: But like and and I've seen it. I've seen it with with you know when I was teaching college, I saw it with college students. They would like ask about flat Earth stuff, and they would ask about like the Harp weather machine or whatever. Um, and they they would like ask me about these conspiracy theories, ask me if I believed in them, and I would have to say like. That, like, you might not think that it's dangerous to, to like, think about the flat earth. Like, it's not—you're you're not, like, being explicitly prejudiced against anybody by believing that the earth is flat. But what that does is that opens you up to this idea that, like, uh, uh, you should question everything, mm-hmm. which, like— again on its face sounds like a good value because like you want to encourage like questioning authority yeah. and you want to encourage the the uh, movement against something like you know believing everything that MSNBC or Fox or whoever tells you like critical thinking is cr-
0: extremely valuable yes critical
1: thinking is extremely valuable but like this stuff flat the flat earth actually discourages critical thinking but i love that the book made the explicit point of the person saying like okay so how do you know that it's not a flat earth. And Kaylee being like, I, 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 uh, uh, uh," because that's exactly how I would react because I don't know the math. I know that like, I could say like, well, they are like fucking pilots that like, you can see the curve of the earth. If you go in a plane, like, like, have you seen it? Yeah, no, exactly. And, but, but like you're, you're relying on other people's first person perspective. And it's like, so for the people who are flat earthers though, I mean, it's easy to combat that argument by being like. How do you know that the earth isn't this other shape? Mm -hmm. You know, like it just seems like it's flat because of blah, blah, blah. So I I, I don't know. I mean, I I like that it that it it went there because it's like it is there is this like part of the world where we do take a lot of things on faith. And it's important to take a lot of things on faith because you know what? Like, I don't know how a combustion engine works. But, like I take it on faith that someone fucking did, but and that's why I can you had to drive You know car. how
0: everything you use on a day-to-day basis. Like if you need to, if you had to know how your car worked and your phone worked and these microphones worked, it'd just be like you would never get anything done because there's too much. Like you just have to assume that like gravity is going to be around there tomorrow, and yeah. like the car is going to work, and just like you act, you you offload your brain space to like just these are simple truths that I know are
1: yeah. I mean, even so, it's like it's like for a flat earther, it's like okay, so what then? Like does the the Earth then doesn't rotate around the sun. The moon then doesn't rotate around. Like, what, what thing... Because you can't observe all of these things. They're not, like... I mean, they are observable, and you can do science, scientific things to prove them. But, like, these people aren't inquisitive. It's like when Herschel Walker... This is, this, this. is like, a real, like, bug with me. And this is something that I used to talk to students about, too, all the time. It's like every time that evolution comes up in in, like, a public forum, and you get some dumb shit saying, like... If people evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? It's like that's not a genuine question because if you actually had that question, you could Google it and get the fucking answer in 30 seconds. Right? The fact that you never thought to actually look for the answer before you're on a stage in front of a bunch of people that are just going to clap for you for saying the thing is like – you know, that's those people discouraging the idea of actually looking for information and just going like, I believe this thing and I'm not ever going to like look into it because of blah, blah, blah. Uh, And like my point and part of the, the the book's point, I think, is that like these things like the Flat Earth Society, probably things like Herschel Walker's bullshit about evolution, like a lot of times that stuff leads directly into being like, and you know what else? The Holocaust didn't happen. Right. Like there's a there's a direct line between those two. Well things.
0: I think the whole thing is that people and this is like a, a common theme and th- whatever, like people are looking for community, people are looking for answers, people are lost, people are scared, they are they feel dumb or whatever and somebody's just like well here's the way it is and like the people who were like the worst people in the world take advantage of like the fear and the the need for community and they're like no just follow me like this is like i have all the answers yeah 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 and for that's sure. that's the that's the issue but i think what's what's interesting that the book does is the is the thing that seems to break sigrid is not something like a conspiracy theory it's a video she gets, she flags, she takes down, of a girl, I guess, posting a suicide video.
1: Yeah, she's she's uh, mutilating her
0: face with a razor blade. She like, seems like in rough shape after work one day, and and Kaylee asks her about it, and she's like, I saw this little boy, but it reminded me of this other thing, and like, she created like a mnemonic to remember the name because you're seeing 500 names a day or whatever, and blah, 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 and she gets home, and she sees it, and she goes to the girl's Facebook page, and she's like, I don't think this is real. It just sort of shows the, like, the way that your brain can be like, oh no, she's she, this is like a fake account. Which well, next book, yeah. But like, she then goes back like two weeks later, and she's like, and it's like the page is like a, a memorial page, and people are just like, I'm gonna miss you so much, or whatever.
1: well, that's I I think that it's not um what she what she flags is not a suicide. Uh, I think I think what she flags is self mutilation, and um, she goes back to it again, and, and there are new pictures, and the new pictures are like it's almost like. Her parents or someone, or the, the the person who mutilated themselves, their parents or someone is posting new pictures to show that that person is okay, and then later she finds that the person killed right. themselves. Yeah, yeah. In in the space between those two things, she feels like she could have done something to help. And right. Didn't. Well, because she she
0: she flags, she removes the video, and then goes there, and I think she's looking back. Like I don't think she it's newer pictures, but I think she's just like this isn't the same girl. Like there's something weird mm-hmm. about this, and I think that's like the. The sewer brain of seeing all this terrible stuff all day—it's like you, you don't think anything is real, or you're not sure what is real. Yeah,
1: it's all those things. Like, uh, I, I remember there was this—I don't know anything about like the YouTube community at all. Some of the like, I only really know about this stuff as it's reported on uh, in a podcast that I used to listen to called Reply All. There was like a YouTube video of a girl where her fans were worried about her, and they thought that in some point in the video like she said like like whispered help me or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's like and people started making this big like there was like an enormous plot around all of this stuff and and it's like it's sick to involve yourself in someone's life so much and it's sick to create a narrative that where you're filling in the gaps of what's going on in this person's life because yeah. like our brains go to the most dramatic places possible and we hear things that aren't really there and we and we look for things that aren't really there and just the suggestion that something might say help me is um you know that it tricks our brain into thinking that mm-hmm. it, that it, that it says that and then we'll will interpret all information through that lens sure. from that point forward. It's I mean, that's how conspiracy theories work, right? The second that you open up the little door to say, like, maybe it wasn't this amount of Jews that died in the Holocaust. Maybe it was this amount. Um, then you start down the path of being like, well, also maybe this other thing and also right. maybe this other thing. And then your brain is, you know, it's, it's sand filling in the space between pebbles. So like it's, uh, you know, to me, like that's one of the ways in which the internet is, is it's most dangerous is that it's like this engine for all of the information that we've ever had in the history of the world, which is too much information for any person to understand. So it like, like, The easiest path toward understanding it gets mapped out by the world's absolute biggest shitheads. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like like I'm not talking about the book enough. I think
0: what the book does, what I think a handful of things this module have done is made us think just, you know, about how the internet changes people. Yeah. Like I don't think the tropolis is like, hey, achan's a weird thing. It's just like, well, no, like it's look at what it's doing to people, right? Like it's you know, it's not about the narrative; it's about the impact. But what did you think of? Because the 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 novella ends with Kaylee. Well, I guess the 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 story that she's telling to the lawyer ends, or where where she's yeah. where the thing ends. I don't know how to exactly say it, but like Sigurd has basically been like, so there they, they the company yeah, we should talk about policy up, right? that says no booze. No drugs, no sex on site anymore. Because like anymore,
1: which it feels like a lot of those things already like are are unspoken policy in every single workplace in America or the world.
0: So then they use this like K and through KB's perspective, she thinks that these new rules rekindle the spark between her and Sigrid, and so they they start like you know having sex on site and like between like copiers and whatever and like. At one point, Sigrid films them. She's like, "I want to film us." And Kayla's like, "Okay, this is hot. Like, we can we can watch later." And then she like later shows Kaylee that like using like as like a rape defense. Well, or yes. Accusation? So
1: so so they they break up. Yes, and and they break up because there is an argument in the parking lot in which uh, Kyo and two other cap and guys, cap, yeah. and coat are, cap and coat, are like talking specifically about like George Soros' plan to control the world and how like his whole backstory is bullshit and how you know Zyklon B is a harmless pesticide and how uh you know maybe four hundred thousand Jews died in the Holocaust, but actually like twenty million Russians died. Why don't we talk about that? And uh you know, it gets really heated because Lewis, uh their their other coworker and friend is there and and uh Lewis is like by happenstance, Jewish, and he is, you know, fights back against them and is like, "This is so fucking stupid." And then Sigrid jumps in and she's like, "Okay, everyone, calm down. Enough. You're both making good points." Yeah, <laughs> and 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 that makes uh, Kaylee's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Kaylee's like, "Only a, only an idiot would say that the Holocaust didn't happen." And Sigrid like is done with her mm-hmm. at that point. She 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 breaks up with her. Essentially, for calling her an idiot, Yep. because she believes that the Holocaust may not have happened, and uh, but a, but also because it reflects back on the problems that they've had throughout their relationship, where in a public setting, Kaylee is undermining Sigrid's intelligence in many many ways. Which, by the way, in this case, it's worth undermining your partner's intelligence if they're sure. out there saying that the yep. Holocaust didn't happen. Um, Kaylee sort of stalks Sigrid
0: because Sigrid. Like, ghosts her, basically, Mm -hmm. changes her shifts at work, and ignores all of her calls. And so Kaylee's like, well, I know she didn't quit. I know she just, like, I got wind that she changed her shift. So she starts, like, going to work for the overnight shift to, like, stand outside in the cold and wait to see if maybe Sigrid is around.
1: Yeah. So when she finds her, they have a conversation. is like, this is weird. You're stalking me. You're doing this. You're doing that. And then she pulls up a video of them having sex that they'd never watched since that had happened. Mm-hmm. And she asks her to respond to it as though she were a content moderator. Yep. And she says, well, there's nothing explicit. It's sex, but you can't see, you know, you can't see the nipples or, or vagina. Um, so it was
0: like, what is the one girl saying?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and this reflects something that happened earlier in the text where a guy is uh, on fire, I believe. And, um... The only way that they can tell that it's something that needs to be flagged and taken down is when they turn the volume way up and mm-hmm. the guy starts screaming. So when they turn the volume up in this video, you come to understand that Kaylee is actually choking Sigrid and Sigrid is telling her to stop. Mm-hmm. And this gets shown also to Lewis. No, if, not Lewis. Suheim, maybe? and Lewis. I think Lewis is also there. Yeah. I think it is Lewis.
0: Well, like what's what's sort of interesting, maybe interesting with the wrong word, but like when when Kaylee tells the lawyer that story as it happens, that's not how she describes it. She's just like, "Oh, it was so hot." Like you know, she mm-hmm. wanted to film it. It was just like this mm-hmm. is great.
1: Yeah, so which which like again, again is like it's interesting because we it's a first-person perspective and we're not entirely sure if Kaylee is is an is being an honest narrator she may have been uh she may have been uh like choking her and and not listening to to Mm -hmm. her when she's saying no we don't we don't know because she's just saying that's hot and like so much of the novel is about like content moderating Mm -hmm. that um it's it's interesting to think that like that is something that also like the skewed perspective and context of things depends a lot on who is telling the story. So we don't, we don't really know if, I I mean, you know, based on the context of the book, we're kind of on Kaylee's side because Sigurd is a Holocaust denier. Sigurd, is, but like, guess what? Holocaust deniers can also still get raped and that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean like, it's not okay to rape a Holocaust denier. So there's like this complex idea of like, what's, right and who's lying and what's okay yep. and how this stuff like actually uh like how to determine what is what is correct mm-hmm. which is like uh the best part of the book it, it, it's so it's it's so like uh difficult to to parse what actually happened in that moment um because of the various complexities that that burvats has has offered us mm-hmm.
0: so then kaylee this sends kaylee into even more of a tizzy basically like she like I guess either what she thought she knew is no longer there or like she thought she maybe would win Sigrid back but it's like no Sigrid's done with her because she raped her or whatever possibly right and so she's like I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go to the girl who Sigrid was like emotionally devastated by her death
1: and I'm gonna go to her house because she wants to to get a letter from the parents saying that this person's death was not Sigurd's fault because that reflects because Sigurd still feels guilty about this, but it also reflects the first gift that Sigurd got for Kaylee, wherein Kaylee was feeling eternal guilt over the death of her guinea pig when she was in mm-hmm. high school. And the gift that Sigurd gets tells her is, is, is a letter from a vet saying like those conditions wouldn't have killed a guinea pig. That guinea pig probably died from old itch
0: the reflexive back to the kindness that Sigrid does makes more sense now. Mm. So she wants to, she's not going there on behalf of the dead girl, Nona. She's going there on behalf of Sigrid. Yeah, because
1: because uh, uh, Kaylee's, like, not a great person. Right. Right? She, in, in spite of her being, like, the hero of this book in some ways, it's like she is kind of like a, she's a jerk to Sigrid when they're dating. She does undermine her. She is snappy with her. She is all of these things. And she happens to not be the kind of person who believes that the earth is flat and that the Holocaust didn't happen.
0: I think it's another interesting thing about the perspective. Like we just naturally take the side of the narrator because we're in their head. We're hearing their story. And even though she's not making herself out to be a good person because it ends with her breaking into someone's home we're still like on her side because we're hearing from her perspective
1: yeah and also and also because you know uh in 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 the time of uh rhetoric and debate that we're having right now it's easier to side with someone who it's easier for me to side with someone who believes the holocaust happened right
0: i guess it's 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 easier because she's the lesser of two evils yeah but that doesn't make her not evil
1: or like she's selfish. I mean, I, I don't know about evil, but she's like definitely like a person that is. Well, she's not a good person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Evil's too strong of a word. But she goes into the house and she's like, oh, maybe they're not around. Maybe you know, because like things are not kept up well. And the grass is overgrown, and she uh, is just like poking around the girl's room, which has been like not turned into a shrine, but like left as it was. Like the parent, the family has not moved on.
1: Yeah. Well, the house seems like it's fake in a lot of ways. The doors open, there's one light on there. It seems like almost like a stage setting, which, like, reflects this idea of— That's not really how it, but okay yeah. Uh, it reflects this idea of, like, fraudulence throughout throughout the text, and so she, like, insanely decides to go inside when nobody's home and walk around in it.
0: I, I, I saw it— I read it differently because mm-hmm. she says that she sees the one light on, which is probably to deter. I think she just thinks that the family's not there. Okay, that they're going through some things, and I think her breaking in is not because like that's not where she lives, but just like that's just is where she's at, and she's like, I I just can go in, like I need answers. Um, yeah, the- it's like
1: Pizza Girl, right? Remember a mm-hmm. p- in the end of Pizza Girl, she just like goes into uh, Jenny, whatever her name is, house jenny hauser how do i remember that i don't know i think it's holzer no it's how it's Yeah, J- jenny holzer is a artist yeah i, I saw it as her
0: because she like says the light is on that like it's to deter burglars away like i saw it as a very like practical like they're not home but they're making it seem like they're home yeah but they were just like they were just out for the, for the afternoon or whatever uh-huh. and they enter the house and she's like just in the girl's bedroom and like that's where it ends yeah which i'm sure you loved because it's a ending well this is
1: this is exactly the thing that I'm talking about about novella I like I do love I do love that ending I mean the ending actually takes place off the page because the book starts before that the, the book starts after the end yeah because well, she's think, talking to the lawyer and You stuff
0: you think like about because like I, I I believe that the lawyer is defending hexa or defending the the parent company or something yeah. mm-hmm. But by the end, I'm like, did I remember that right? Or is it like a prosecutor who's like, you were in, you were, like, you were trespassing? Yeah, like,
1: I think it's complex. I think, I think it's like not 100. You know, I and and you're right. Like, I do, I like that that vague uh, stuff. And even if there were a hundred more pages of this book, I would still accept that ending as being. Or the also could be like,
0: it could be a lawyer defending Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But it like the suit is because like Kaylee is suing them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it was because of the content she was moderating that, like, disrupted her mental health, and that's why she'd broken, like any, any number of
1: outcomes. Yeah, I mean, there is – if you looked at the – did you look at the acknowledgments?
0: I saw that there's a long list of books and things that she references. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so a lot of those are things that are, like, um, you know, articles about, like – facebook's content moderators suing the company because content moderation causes ptsd Mm -hmm. and things like that so like that's if if something happens where you know she's doing something crazy but she's doing something crazy because she's been subjected because her work has broken her brain Yeah, Yeah. because her brain has been like molded by seeing 500 pieces of extraordinary violence every day eight days a week or seven days a week No, five days a week probably you get weekends off probably even at this kind of job um Eight hours a day, five days a week. Like, yeah. you it, like, seeing
0: 500 videos a day. Mm-hmm, your mm-hmm.
1: your your moral compass changes, right? And then all of a sudden, like, breaking into someone's house doesn't seem that bad because you've been watching beheading videos. Right.
0: Because the other thing to keep in mind is these are not just 500 posts. These are 500 posts that have been flagged for, vi- for possibly violating content. It's not just like, hey, you posted a picture of your dog. Like, no, that's okay. It's just like these are 500 things that, like, somebody somewhere said this is not okay. Yeah. And so that's, it's not just reviewing like, because like if you're just scrolling through Twitter, you might see 500 posts and like one of them might be like something like, oh, that probably shouldn't be on here. But this is like, the entire feed is that. So it's like...
1: Have you ever had a post flagged for?
0: No. The closest thing that I've had and it's not that at all, but like, you know, too fast, too forever, uh, had finally reached the very, not difficult, but like, because people don't like, I put up all the podcasts on there in case people want to listen to on there, but like people are like, this is in the movie, and they close out. They like leave an angry comment, like, "What is this garbage? Motor mouths, blah blah blah." Like, there's like, especially for like older
1: movies, like any anyway, motor mouth. They,
0: they, all these dudes are they calling you motor mouth mm-hmm. because you speak quickly? I think it's because it's a podcast, but also we speak quick. They're not listening to the and because there's day.
1: a car theme. Maybe
0: I li- I think this is a clever quip Mult- about multiple people have called us motor mouths.
1: but it hasn't changed you at all though you're not you're not slowing it down no no no
0: because it's like it's it's only in a handful of movies it's dudes in their 60s and 70s the movies they want to find it's like crazy or dirty mary crazy larry it's two lane blacktop it's hollywood nights it's all these movies that like have kind of been lost to time that people are trying to find on youtube and they go they're like oh it's a 90 minute youtube video um it says two lane blacktop on the title I'm gonna click on this, but it also says podcast in the title. So anyway, every time they leave a comment, I'm just like, thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed. So even though some of these videos have like tens of thousands of views, the average view time on a lot of them is like three seconds because people are like, oh, this isn't the movie, I'm just gonna get out of here. The point of this, other than just to talk about the motor mounts thing, was that <laughs>
1: that's really funny. To, to
0: monetize on YouTube, you need a certain number of subscribers and a certain number of watch hours. And we finally hit the watch hours thing, so we can now. So now the closest thing I've had to like getting things flagged is they're like, "Oh, this is not brand safe." Like we just put up a video about the Vin Diesel movie Triple X, and I think because it's Triple X, they're like, "Oh, this is like brands do advertising this." But like you can request a review, and I've done that twice, and both times are like, "Oh yeah, this is fine." And I don't... Because I think it's all automated until... And the review might even be automated as well. I don't know. But I think they're just like, oh, this is like, you know, there's... Because the threshold for, like, brand suitability... Like, it's crazy. And I think I sent... Did I send you the screenshot when we first, like, about, like, the words? Like, they asked us out some words and I didn't. But, like, the threshold you need to hit to be brand safe is so low it's like you can say whatever you want as long as it's not in the top of the video or at the title because brands just care about like the first like the first minute or two and whatever the title of the video
1: is and because people don't have time to watch a 90 minute video right people but like it's it's crazy
0: how like even when there's a system in place to theoretically yeah take harmful stuff off offline or at least not let people monetize it yeah it's so easy to have abuse. No,
1: I, I I know about this because there is this um there there was this stuff on YouTube by this guy that was, um like you know, like children's YouTube can be like kind of a wild west. Mm-hmm. And there was this one thing where it was like a guy who, like about halfway through the video, he it like cuts away from being children's stuff and he says something like Remember, kids, when you cut your wrists, go long ways yeah. instead of across. And it's just like because that was in the middle of the video, nobody ever saw it until like a parent saw it mm-hmm. and was like, hey, this is like absolutely fucked. And there was another one of a guy that was like, you know, dressed up like Mario or something like that. And like halfway through the video, he starts like – he like takes a shit on the floor and starts smearing his own shit on his face or something. But it's like ostensibly children's YouTube. right? But like – and like kids – with iPads, like go scrolling through that stuff on their own, and their parents like don't really care, or not not that they don't care, but it's, you know whatever. You assume a yeah. certain thing, yeah, yeah. You assume that like YouTube is safe because it has all of these boundaries mm-hmm. in
0: place. Well, that's the thing. It's like I know that one of the great caught like blame like places to put blame in terms of like corrupting, like convincing people of conspiracy theories is the YouTube up next algorithm that like, if you can start, you start like in a music yeah, video for sure. and it gets to something, it gets to something, it gets to something like after two hours, you're like George Soros, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, well, how'd you get there? Mm-hmm. But I also, again, I know that I am not the average user. I'm not just letting YouTube suggest things to me. I always, I have more things that I want to watch than I can ever get to. So I'm never like scrolling through that. Like I just want to watch Netflix tonight, or I just want to see like what YouTube gives me. But I know that for a lot of people, they just like let the system, because like for the most part, their recommendation engine is really good. It's just that if you, like, fold it in on itself for enough times, it eventually gets to a point where it's like, well, this is not good.
1: And for children, that's especially yes. handy because children don't have the ability to discern. Um, Yeah, it's da- the, the whole the whole recommendation algorithm stuff is dangerous anyway for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Final judgments? I liked it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad that it didn't like I don't think
0: I don't need to see her like sneaking out of the house or getting caught and having the cops called and then her getting like taken away in handcuffs or whatever and yeah. blah blah. I I I was surprised that that was the end. But I liked that that was the end. Yeah,
1: it came it it, it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. What's this book over here on the table?
0: Uh this is so that do you know about this the Pop Classics series? No. So they're like single sort not single sitting, but kind of single sitting books about different movies. So like
1: all right, so it's like 30, 33 and a third. Yeah, but about movie movies, movies yeah.
0: generally about movies. I have ones about Twin Peaks and I have one about Nicolas Cage that this Canadian woman, Lindsay Gibb, wrote as we were starting Cage Club. And so we emailed her and she's like, I'd be happy to be on. So she like we came we became friends with her. She's a podcast on our network, whatever. I'm doing not seen November as this episode comes out in January. Yeah. One of the movies I'm gonna watch for the first time is Showgirls. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a book about Showgirls, so I bought it. This guy also, Adam Neyman, has done a bunch of different like he's done like these bigger, like coffee table size style books, uh, about like the filmography of Paul Thomas Anderson or whatever. So he's like a pop culture. So author. the
1: ti- the title of this book is It Doesn't Suck Showgirls by mm-hmm. Adam Neiman. I wanna like I, I, I wanna just say that it does suck.
0: I'm gonna find out uh in the <laughs> next three or four days. All right. All right. Let me read Meg's email. Do you have any other final verdicts before we move on to other stuff?
1: I liked it quite a bit.
0: I think it's better. I think making it longer could have made it better. I also think it, the risk is probably it more likely would have made it worse.
1: Right, because of the exactly that, that filling in the blank spaces.
0: We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. Eggs in this email at 4 a.m. Oh, she was on a plane or something. She was in Ireland probably. Yeah, okay, yes. Meg's reaction to we had to remove this post This is also one of her longer emails in a while Nice I really enjoyed reading this one, but I wish it was twice as long
1: Ah, look at that
0: You talk to Egg about everything all the time I I didn't
1: talk to her about this book at all Oh really?
0: That's not to say that I thought anything was missing I was just completely invested in the way the story was told I liked going Mm -hmm. into this knowing nothing about it if I would known going into it that it would have been an unreliable narrator – spoilers – I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. It felt like this could have paired very nicely with Omega Latropolis, which I brought up before. want to discuss what could be left up on the site, like child abuse, subcategory violent death, maybe, however, no glorification in the captions, so leave it up and flag it as alarming.
1: Yeah, I, I the like I said, the unreliable narrator part of it is is the, maybe the most compelling aspect for me as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I liked that there was no quote-unquote good guy in the story. We're on Kaylee's side until it's revealed that she sexually assaulted Sigrid. The novel seems to posit the question of which is more dangerous, the spread of untrue facts or physical violence. I kind of wanted to phrase Mm -hmm. this as, quote, intellectual violence versus, quote, physical violence. But then I thought of your interview with Adam Levin. Oh, thank you so much for listening, Egg. (laughs) And how he pushed back on the idea of violence being something other than physical. Domination instead. Do either of you have an opinion on that?
1: um i i'm interested in in the idea of the novel being about physical violence versus intellectual uh violence or domination the, i i didn't i didn't see it as that um but i i i think that the i think the, the 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 question of the unreliable narrator uh bleeds over into the the thematic concerns of the internet as as a thing and and i think that the that's also true of physical violence because this you know the the long term exposure to physical violence, I think makes desensitizes people to physical violence and makes them more likely to commit physical violence. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you could probably read it as, uh, you could probably read it as Kaylee being desensitized to that kind of thing like sexual assault in a certain way where she doesn't understand the wrongness of it in the same way that Sigrid doesn't understand the wrongness of things like. Not believing in the Holocaust, um, yeah. But I'm, I, you know, that, that that's a thought that is was not at the forefront of my mind when I was reading. It was sort of like just spurred by that mm-hmm. right now. So I don't know. I mean, I think we had different reads in the book, but I think that uh, the egg's read is probably is just as good, if not better, than mine. It's
0: hard to tell. Egg says whether the book is making the claim that physical violence is something you can be indoctrinated into, or whether the reason that Kaylee was so good at her job was because she was the type of person.
1: Do we know she's good at her job? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah.
0: Well, because there's like, I know that the other people struggle. They're like more of the more the eighty percent thing. But I mm-hmm. feel like I don't get the sense that she's like a shining beacon of like she's the best employee there. I think she's just like good enough. But I also feel like at a certain point, like these companies are just like, if she's gonna, if she's not going to quit, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Well, we know that Sigrid was really great at her job. She was getting the the ninety eight percent. But I think I think that we can assume that she's good at her job because she is the one that they turn to during the dead cat conversation to give, to give the final answer on that. And because she runs through the sort of the different, the, the, the response tree whenever anything happens. So she really like her brain really is functioning in this way. So I think she is in a lot of ways, the ideal employee. Okay. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I'll just start from the beginning. It's hard to tell whether the book is making the claim that physical violence is something you can be indoctrinated into, or whether the reason Kaylee was so good at her job was because she was the type of person who was predisposed to that type of violence. I say that because Kaylee seems to be unaware of any transformation that Hexa had on her. Does that signify that there was no change or this change happened to her sub- I think it's more sub- what she says happened to her subconsciously. I think it's that. It's just like, mm-hmm. I think you know that being subjected to this stuff for any amount of time is going to hurt you. But I think that when you're in it, yeah. it's hard to see in anything. It's hard to see the gradual effects of anything over time.
1: Right. But this is also this is also uh, all by implication. None of it's explicit because it's the same thing with Sigurd. it's, It's not like there's a part in the beginning where Sigurd is like people who believe in conspiracy theories are stupid. And then we see how she's changed. It's just that like later on in certain company, that part of her comes out.
0: Well, I also think that what you mentioned before about like the kind of annoying hippie bullshit or whatever is that like she's impressionable from like Instagram ads, it seems like. Right. Like.
1: You don't you, but sure, but I mean those things like the, no. But I'm I'm not saying
0: that that that's like that because you buy acai bowls or berries or whatever yeah, chia yeah, yeah, seeds yeah. on Instagram or, or meditation apps like which you are going to yeah. But I think by showing her like sort of seemingly suddenly being like this is my new thing now yeah it's yeah, like yeah. she is impressionable to like whatever she sees online. Uh-huh. Curious to hear both of your opinions on that. Egg says, do you agree subconsciously? As opposed to no change within Kaylee?
1: Yeah, I, I, no, I think that they're, um, I think those changes are implied. Uh, again, I don't think that it's explicit, and I think that that's to the credit of the writing.
2: All in
0: all, Egg says, a great little novella. I hope more of Hanna Burvotes' books get translated to English.
1: Yeah, I do too. I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm sad that we didn't get to talk to her. She rejected us in a very kind way. You're I didn't in, need not talk to her. Her agent did or something. Okay, but it was a very kind of an immediate way. A right? very quick response, yeah, which yeah. is very appreciated. That's all we care about. If you're going to reject us, just reject us immediately.
0: We're giving the Honorable Judge Matt Early, who will be joining a couple minutes to get away from a loud washing machine. Did you think of anybody in terms of, like, we haven't done the fantasy casting. I oh,
1: I thought this would make, this would actually make a great movie. Um sure. in, 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 a, in a lot of ways. Uh
0: because this takes place somewhere in Europe, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but also it's it's like again, it's like a, it could a be anywhere. aesthetically it's an industrial park and you're you're talking about something like that Alex Garland TV show with uh Debs. Yeah, Debs, you're talking about Severance, you're talking about like anywhere that where it's like, you know, this sort of sure. closed group, a closed community where it seems like all these people's only friends exist within this community they only interact with each other they go to work every day well, They i deal think, with this problem i
0: think to a certain point if you're at a job like this for long enough i think you almost like might forget how to talk to normal people
1: which you see, see with them when they're at like the bar and, and stuff they're making
0: and, like the worst racist jokes of all time and the bartender's just like hold like whoa hold on guys yeah
1: yeah yeah uh and that's it's interesting to watch that develop how, how they develop these sort of desensitized uh attacks on the people around them um so it, it, i mean if if there's evidence of anything that that's that's specifically it that they're like all of a sudden the world around them deserves their cruelty
0: but that also might be the egg's point that might have been who they were before and that's why they took the job in the first place
1: uh, yeah maybe that's yeah right They're
0: like oh like you know the kid who just like make dead, who like a kid in every high school who made the dead baby jokes just like at a certain point you like outgrow this but there's like always the kid who like keeps making them just like dude like they're there's a time and a place and the time was like 3 years ago.
1: At the time was when you were 14. Yeah. Uh, now
0: you're 22 and you're applying for this job.
1: Yeah. Uh can I ask you um how do you think you could do this job and how long would you no. last? No. Not at all. I, th- I this has been the more
0: pervasive issue, but I remember hearing about and I don't remember if it was content moderation or what, but I remember hearing maybe it was porn editors. Mm. But I remember hearing that like people who were, like were, were editing porn like there was like it was like literally the average tenure was 2 weeks. Because they're just like, I can't do this anymore. And like you think like for a moment, like I get to watch people fucking all day, but just like it when that's all you're doing for eight hours and like it just it just seems miserable. like it just seems
1: you No, know, it sounds terrible. I don't know. This all yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't I don't think I would last uh a full shift. I think I'd be done by like my fourth or fifth video.
0: So, so like three minutes in yeah i'd be like uh, oh
1: no i wouldn't make it through the training
0: you wouldn't even apply for the job though that's exactly right but but again
1: like these jobs are populated by people who are being exploited because they're in financial trouble
0: and i think they're trying to successfully or unsuccessfully like offload this to like ai because i think there are certain things you could probably look for and if you can not subject people but also like there are probably ways that like we were saying about before about the kids like clearly some YouTube AI scan that was just like, this is kid-friendly, and it's just like, well, it's not, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, I I would love to offload this job to AI just because it would mean that people wouldn't get to have to be forced to look through it, but also then it's like, the conspiracy theory part of my brain is like, the robots are going to learn how to do violence.
0: (laughs) Have I told you about my idea for a story that I don't know how to write, because I just, I like the idea, but I I can't, I... I also don't write creatively, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, people talk about, like, the AI uprising, like, the one day the robots are going to take over. Yeah. My idea is that they're already here, and they're just, like, waiting for the right time. hmm So maybe teaching the robots to do violence is exactly the, the trigger it needs. Yeah. Did you think of anybody in terms of casting or no?
1: No. I mean, it, you, I'm not even sure how old they are. What are they, They're in their 20s. I don't think you do this
0: job if you're, like, past your early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All
1: right. So give us a... Uh... One of my many young starlets, I have a crush on. Give us a Emma Watson. Give us an Olivia Cook. Sure. Give us a. Because
0: uh... I think you could also end the movie in the same place that the, the story ends, just like she hears a noise sensation, she freezes, and like it just fades to black or something. Like I think that's a very yeah. I think I think ending. it's I think it's easy. I think that
1: and and it's like you know, you use the aesthetics of an office park, and that's
2: mm-hmm. you know.
0: I'm going to call the Honorable Judge Matt Ertley to judge a book by its cover. Oh, start you are on the ah. air with how to win the lottery a book club podcast Ooh, who is that is that
2: the world famous world conquering book club podcast uh-huh. from what i hear was
0: that lorelei in the background
2: no it was felix
0: oh well, it's felix i thought the voice was maybe too low but all right okay hi felix say hi felix who's on here
2: joey and bob how to win the lottery book club podcast you like
1: books hey like hi books? hey felix
2: what are you, do you like? Do you, what's your favorite book? Yeah. All right. good And right, I gave him a toothpick to play with, so we're good.
0: <laughs> I texted you a picture of the book that we're talking about today. It's so we had to remove this post by Hannah Burvotes.
2: All right. There's a couple different
0: a couple different versions, but this is the Kindle version. This is also on the hardcover book you have, Bob. Right? Yeah. Shreds. Sorry. It's kind of a wild cover.
2: Oh. Yeah. You had to remove this post.
0: Initial impressions?
2: Uh, very modern, very twenty twenties.
0: I think this came out last year.
2: I think it's cool. It kind of looks like digital fire. What does that mean? What a book burning would look like if it was a digital copy of a book.
1: Okay. Yeah, it looks to me like a um, like a. Uh, I don't know, when you see, like, a video that gets corrupted a little bit and you see, like, the the pixels bleed into one another?
2: Yeah. I'm trying to see if it's, like, if it was ever, like, an actual image that they then, like, degraded and, like, smudged. Because
0: it, it does look like somebody used, like, a Photoshop, like a blur or smudge tool, right? Like, it seems like there was something originally I,
2: there, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it, it just sort of looks like there was, like... A texture to begin with. Nothing like there, there's no like form in there. Yeah,
0: there's no like shapes or anything visible or whatever.
2: Yeah, like the effect is the graphic.
0: Like if you if you had to like create something like this, you would probably just find some kind of like pattern and then just use the smudge.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Do you have any? Yeah. I mean, the the title is maybe giving it away, but if you saw the title in conjunction with the art, do you have an impression of like what this is about? I feel like I feel uh, like this segment is rusty. I don't. We haven't done this in a while. I don't remember the questions i was supposed to ask. <laughs>
2: It it is a little, Yeah, I mean, but, well, this is always kind of the fun part. It's like ask the non-literary guy to try to guess what's inside the book based on the cover. So, like, so, so, so I don't know, man, something about some kind of social media post or something, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right, man. Does, does it feel violent in any way to you?
2: Yeah, I guess so. You know, maybe, maybe the story's about like, uh, you know, how how something posted a, like maybe may, okay maybe uh, who had to remove it was a fascist government of some kind and it's you know giving a a, a peek into the workings of a totalitarian regime.
1: Well, that's not correct, but <laughs> <laughs> you're you're it, it, it's a book about content oh moderators of extreme violent content. So so as like. You know, things are posted to Facebook or whatever. It's about the people who have to inspect that to decide if it's okay or not to put on the internet and how viewing extremely violent content on a day-to-day basis influences the people who have to view that content's lives.
2: Ah, okay. The, the name and the image don't really give you anything other than to tell you that it's something to do with social media. And where I was going with it was really just another ploy to pitch the uh, – currently airing and best show on television <laughs> Lucasfilm and Disney's Andor, which for all you listeners out there I hope you're watching because these two jabronis are refusing <laughs> to engage with me on any Andor discourse by watching so much as one episode so uh, yeah. I'll take it to the people on this one if I'll just go right around you two
1: are you still watching uh the Brolin Hole show
2: Broho Brolin Hole yeah I'm slowly making my way through there but uh you know, it can't hold my interest as much as, you know, the swashbuckling adventures of Cassian Andor. Well, the, the,
1: so the interesting the interesting thing about that to me is that you are like I've over these last years been uh, a person who was, you know, lukewarm on Star Wars with Lucas with, with, with the with the high with the high points uh, being some of the some of the movies and then i liked the beginning of mandalorian etc but you've been pretty down on star wars like
2: oh i was i was ready to be entirely out i was entirely out and I, and I, I don't even know what inspired me to check this show out well actually it was just the trailer when i heard it was announced i was i was just like whatever i don't care another dumb show and then the trailer looked solid and then of course when i found out the pedigree of which, of course, I'm referring to the creator of, of none other than Michael Clayton himself. Yeah, Tony that's Gilderoy, right. Yeah, Tony Gilroy. Guy it is, then it was just like it was kismet, and there was no no way to avoid it.
1: Yeah, you. you I, I love that you're you're still going to bat for Michael Clayton, a movie that you've never seen.
2: <laughs> never seen it.
1: <laughs> I almost don't like it. Michael Clayton is a great movie, and I and I I love it with a. You, with a deep passion, but I almost ne- want you to never watch it.
0: I told Reel on the thread. i, I, no, I like, don't ever
2: want to see it either. Yeah,
0: I, no. I told him you're not allowed to watch it, and that became a whole thing. But I'm like, no, because like the point of Michael Clayton to you and Matt is that you never see it, but it's like it's a thing. Because if you yeah. watch it, it, be, it it no longer has like the mystical power.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: But you like you'll die. follow you'll follow Tony Gilroy to us to to a hated hated <laughs> Star Wars project on the strength of Michael Clayton.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and, and the hardest part about it is how good the show is. Only makes me want to see Michael Clayton. More <laughs> now.
1: I think I'd imagine there there are less uh, uh, like fights with laser guns in Michael Clayton.
2: Yeah, well, there's not too many laser guns in this show either. It's, it, I mean, it, I, again, having not seen Michael Clayton, the joke is that, uh, uh, how to win the lottery a book club podcast. <laughs> um. You know, they they they've they referred to it as Michael Clayton in space, and I think that's do they? again probably what it is.
1: Okay, I'm Matt. You've you've really you've really turned. I, I was going to watch it anyway, but I've been putting it off because I said I was going to watch Obi Wan first, mostly to uh, get under your skin a little bit.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's been getting so far under my skin <laughs> that like I almost didn't pick up the phone when you guys so, called. So, so
0: do you think do you think it's fair to call Michael Clayton Star Wars on Earth?
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, the the, the, the <laughs> Clooney the Clooney lawyering powers are Jedi-esque. I'll put it that
2: way. No, no, no that wouldn't be accurate. No, because Star Wars because Star Wars is not like Michael Clayton that you know about. Only now is it about is it like Michael Clayton?
1: Well, no. You've seen everything. There is not well well some of the cartoons and novels. He's and not stuff, seen Michael Clayton though. But you but you've seen,
2: seen no. I haven't seen. I haven't ventured outside of the uh, the movies. So like, you haven't, haven't seen like Clone Wars and stuff like that. Besides Mandalorian, I didn't. I didn't watch uh, Obi Wan either.
1: Oh, you and did! I, saw, I thought like, you did for some
2: reason. I watched
0: Obi Wan in two oh, settings, and I liked it a lot.
1: Um, but I, w- I will say this is the last. Uh, this is the last of the Star Wars talk. I think we can't. We can't just keep going on about Star. But I, I, I like. <laughs> the, like I am interested, and I was always going to watch Andor because I think Rogue One is the best of the new Star Wars stuff. Anyway.
2: Yeah, and I, and I wasn't even that crazy about it. I only saw it the one time. And I was just like, yeah, that's cool. But again, it was just it was the beginning of the diminishing returns of, of Star Wars and just stopping stopping caring. Yeah. Like it didn't really matter how good it was, but this is so good that I'm back. Matt,
0: is your brother on high, as high on Andor as you are now?
2: I mean, this can maybe explain some of my frustration with you two, is this fucking guy hasn't watched it yet either. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's too he's too invested in in Yellowstone and its six spin off projects.
2: Well he and he and he loves uh Rogue One. He, 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 that's why i asked
0: yeah because that's that's it that's what he goes to bat for
2: yeah he's just waiting to get his basement finished which like you know part of his whole control the thirst for control you know <laughs> issue
0: well this is the thing that's of no interest in anybody but me but i told you like i had a system to tackle the things i need to catch up on and now i'm caught up so now i'm going to resume house of the dragon and alternate with andor so either today or tomorrow we'll watch the first episode of andor and we'll let you know
2: well you can't watch just the first episode of Andor. You're gonna to wanna to go with No, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep Korea going. First. I'm
0: gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going.
2: It's it's like they set it up so that there's multi ep arcs that have like a nice you know, a nice flow and then it kinda like segues I mean gracefully segues into the next token <laughs> line. Expertly, deftly segues.
0: All right, Matt. Final question in the segment. You are the judge. You're the honorable Matt Erdely. Issue your ruling on the cover art for. We had to remove this post by Hanna Burvotes. Bervo- That's cool.
2: It's fine. It looks. I mean, it, was this like a was this a like a um, like a big publishing house put this out? Was this like a like a big book or is it like an indie book?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's a Dutch book originally, so it's 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 a uh, you know literature and translation i don't know who originally published it but you know it got a hard cover you can buy it at at any major bookstore in america so it's not it's not like a terribly indie book
2: it's it's nicely designed um it it had six Not super graceful there's there's nothing like like totally great like you know I, i would have been really into seeing how you could have like incorporated the typography into that image, you know, and include some of that like right. glitch effect into the type and like really do like a custom type treatment. You know, what what they did running along the side and, and you know, on an angle and all that is uh, is fine. It's solid. It's not like it's nothing interesting.
1: Would you say that your your final verdict is but it's no andor
2: <laughs> Yeah, maybe get Tony Gilroy to, to design the next cover there, uh <laughs> Anna Bur- Whatever your name is.
0: So the, the I think this is a big number. That's but that's his name? The, the first, the initial run in, in the Netherlands had 600,000 copies printed in a year. That's a lot, right? Really fuck, yeah. That's for a, for, that's for a
1: small, for, yeah, for the Netherlands, certainly.
0: Right. So, and I don't even, that many, I didn't know that many people spoke Dutch.
2: Yeah, that's all, that sounds like a lot. Is there something with books that would be like the equivalent of like going platinum?
0: I don't think do so. Do they have any kind of thing I think it's like just like the New York Times bestseller list. Like, you just, like, sell enough to make it in the top ten. You can, like, put that stamp on yeah, your... Yeah, but
1: to, to make it in the top ten of the New York Times bestseller list during... It's like a like thousand copies. Yeah, yeah. You, you could sell, like, 3,000 copies of a book. Yeah, and be on it there. seems
2: like every jerk-off gets on that list for, yeah. like, the, the week their book comes out.
1: Uh-huh. So there's no... Yeah, there's no... There should be a platinum. I'll, like, do you think, do you think Guy
2: Fieri has a, a book on the New York Times bestseller oh, yeah. list?
1: He's definitely had it, probably... I, I would... Probably a dozen.
2: I mean, nothing against Guy Fieri, but.
1: No, he's great. He's great. But like the donkey sauce memoirs,
2: I don't think of him primarily as a a writer.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, Matt. All right. Keep an eye out for this episode when it drops in January.
2: Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I'll set a reminder then. All right. Cool. Bye. All right. Roll damn (laughs) tight. (laughs)
1: Has <laughs> he? Is he traditionally signed off with "roll, damn tide"?
0: No, but that was his thing for a while. That like whenever Alabama gets mixed national news, like he says that like four or five times like every day, because he just thinks it's very funny. Um, you know what he should have closed with is just keep reading. Yeah,
1: and uh, today's crime is putting uh, various uh, dangerous things inside candy for children. <laughs>